What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another Sweat and Grime. It's Brian. We got Matt and Rick in the house. And today we are interviewing someone in person for the first time in a while. We have Travis. And now you've got me so fucking confused with the Allender. name. Allender. It's Allender, yeah. not Alexandria, which yeah. is what we've been giving you shit for. <laughs> that's, so That's my, my side name from Rick. So There you go. Yeah. So Travis <laughs> Alexandria is with us here in studio. And uh, so give us a little background. Who are you, Travis? Uh, just uh, just a mechanic, you know, mechanic by my day. Uh, God, I do a lot. Of, was a welder for a long time and got tired of doing that and always liked wrenching on stuff. So I just became a mechanic working on heavy equipment now so how'd you uh, get into this oh man uh i had a buddy a friend of mine that was a mechanic for saginaw ace and he was like dude you got he's like you got to come do this stuff this is so much better than what you're doing you make all kinds of money about bike take a truck home do all these pros and cons you know all this fun stuff so i just was like all right you know who do i talk to and he gave me this guy's number and i i called him Called him three times a week for, I think it was like six months, and he finally just got sick of me. Yeah, and he was like, all right, look, these people want to interview you. <laughs> Go down there and interview you. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to be late to work, so tell them I'm on my way. So Now, now what were you doing in the meantime before you started as a mechanic? I was, a, time? I was a TIG welder for a place right here in Howell. Um, I was building uh, paint tanks for General Motors, Chrysler, and Ford. All right. So it was all like a stainless steel specialty weld. You had to be certified to do it, so you had to go through a whole test, um, do all this pressure testing and everything, and uh, and pass it to even work on their stuff. So very cool. So uh, so can you take weld two coke cans together? I can. Wow. Monster cans. It's even I'm, better. Monster I'm and Red Bull. You get, you get a crazy smell to it, you know, when you're sitting there burning. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. That's a trick well, right there. But yeah, I can't weld at all, but. I'm going to hold you to that standard. Like you should be able to weld two dimes. Coke cans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you kind of start in the industry to begin with? What kind of got you into the industry? Uh, for the welding portion or the mechanics portion? Both. Let's Everything. do it both. Yeah. Uh, so the welding, I kind of, I've always been into like, you know, working with my hands. I was never a freaking nine to five guy. I could never get into anything. You know, I tried to do the shop life when I was younger. It just was like, no, this is, total retarded you know i ain't doing this so uh my stepdad was a welder uh by trade so i kind of learned from him a little bit and i started going and applying for jobs and i was doing like little welding jobs here for uh companies and i actually went to uh a welding interview and i failed it Ooh. and i was i was so mad and i was just i was just like dude this is never happening again now, how like, did how you feel you, you yeah. failed it in person or showing person, your welds yeah i would you, you weld so what that's what you do is so you'll show up right. and you'll they'll have a couple of tests where you're going to do like a t-joint you know a butt weld and you're going to weld uphill or whatever you know however mm -hmm. the process is they're doing you you know you'll do it and you'll perform it and as long as you can do it usually they'll bring you on and what's know, a butt weld on. Uh, it's two pieces That's of metal put <laughs> <pour it> together <laughs> and welded along the uh, seam there. So yeah, I did that, and I man, it was uh, for a company in Grand Blank. It was a climate control, so I was going to be doing like some crazy stuff, and I, I just I failed it. I think I was nineteen, and I was like, "This is never going to happen again." I was like, "I'm gonna do something about this." So I went home. Did and a shit ton of butt welds. No, like, Dad, get the butt welds no, ready. I didn't even weld. You know, I started doing Take research. This JB weld to your crack, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did some. You know, I did some welding a little bit, and I was like, no, 
I, I started looking up stuff online. I was researching like how much money I can make if I welded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, screw this. Why the fuck am I trying to weld for a company? I'm gonna go down the pipeline. You know, I'm yeah. gonna make killer money. And so I started looking into schools and uh, I ended up taking off like five months later to go to Jacksonville, Florida for uh, one of their top uh, pipe schools. And I went down there for a year with my wife and uh, did that. And I was, I was set in stone on as soon as I get done, I'm, I'm going down the road. I'm going to South Dakota, North Dakota, wherever the money's at. Mm-hmm. And I was going to chase it. And, uh, and at the time, how much were they paying for a welder that made you interested in going to Florida? Uh, I think I was reading like your truck was making 120 an hour and a welder was making anywhere from 35 to 65, depending on what your background was. All right. So it was, it was killer That's money. You money know? Yeah. yeah. So you were like ready to go to man camp, rough all this shit and weld pipe. Oh yeah. I was getting ready to drop like 200 grand on a whole rig and go, you know, like, yeah, it was, it was insane. So I was, it was dead set and I was talking to a bunch of people down there. I was working a full-time job and going to school at night down in Florida. So I, I was getting double the experience with welding for a fab company and, you know, going to school and doing the whole pipe work. So it was cool. Very nice. And, uh, so I got done with that, come back home and I actually started my own welding business off instead of going on the pipeline side and, uh, just was welding like crazy. I went back to the same company I failed. And I passed the test and they offered me the lead fab, fab position for it. So, which was awesome. You know, I kind of just had to show them, Full show circle. them, my yeah. God. Yeah. Was there a reason why you didn't follow the pipeline dream? Like, did you get home and just go, fuck, that's a lot of money and uh, the, hang out with the, a bunch of men or the money portion was, was an was one thing. And my stepdad and my uncle were also wanting to do their own business too. You know, we all wanted to have a, a big fab shop. That was mm-hmm. like a big goal. So, I, I, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to wait around for you guys to do it. I'm going to put the foot forward and I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to start going. So I just started doing it myself, started buying little stuff here and there, started taking on little jobs when I could, you know, showing off, you know, what I could do going for all the welding for the farmers and everything. And, uh, I was doing that and then working full time and just started, you know, I think I went to two other companies I welded for. And then, uh, that's where I joined the, the construction side of everything. And, was like yeah you know i need to start wrenching you know that's the welding's great and all but i could really make money if i knew how to wrench on stuff and weld so how long were you welding before you went into working for a dirt company and getting into wrenching um it's probably about five years i was i was welding okay you know with going to school and all that so it's about five years of welding gotcha learned a lot you know i got uh got certified through a lot of stuff um now, can you weld underwater? <clears throat> you know, I I looked into the underwater welding, too, it's when nuts. I was down there, because that was in Florida, and that was a big thing in the South. And, uh, you know, the life expectancy you can lose and just uh, <laughs> dude, the Dude, commercial safety, dude. diving is is a fucked, you may, fucked occupation. It is. Those guys are nuts. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> you start out like 100 bucks an hour. And yeah. once you go over 200 foot of water, you're, you're only allowed in the water for under that pressure. Unless you go was, full sat. If you're sat diver... Then you stay in the fucking diving bells in the chambers right. for for two weeks at yeah. a time. You, but you can only do it for forty five minutes a day. Can you drown right. at two hundred yeah. feet? You can drown at any six inches. Drown at a foot, probably. <laughs> yeah, six like, see, that'd be my phobia, dude. You get all the way down there, and some dude just like cuts the line off. <laughs> so, so I was like, ah. so back yeah. in the day, like a prank, like <laughs> yeah. Watch this dude panic. So like, back back in the day when I worked at Home Depot, one of the guys I worked with was an old commercial diver. And he worked on all the oil platforms and everything because we were down in Texas around the Gulf. And, dude, he had some 
insane stories. Like there were a couple guys on their crew, so they were down sat diving. So when you're when you're doing sat diving, you can you they pressurize you down to the the depth that you're working at, and they you're in this like chamber that's probably about the size of yeah. this room, and it is fully pressurized, and you live under that pressure, and then you transfer over through an air chamber into a diving bell that's kept at the pressure of the depth you're going to. They lower you down. So you're like 350 foot down total darkness and they pop the hatch open. Cause now you're at equal pressure as you're the water swimming with the fucking sharks. You can be out as long as you want. Cause you're Giant fully octopi. saturated. Yeah. You don't so, know what's down there. Yeah. But well, some, that being said, movies, dude. Who knows? So, <laughs> so this guy was saying they had, they had a couple guys on their crew killed because of the manta rays out there in, in like the middle of the ocean oh, get just fucking huge. So they've got those kind of horns on the front That's of them. That's the only thing I'm worried about is manta rays. He, he had a couple guys that were down at depth and the manta ray came, manta ray came through and their airline and communications yeah. line got hooked on their hoses. See? And as the manta ray swam, it, it pulled the guy them. up to the surface. Oh, when you're at that depth, deep, deep yep, you, yep, you can't decompress. And he so died. he died from the bins almost immediately. See, now they look oh. cute in pictures. That'd look fucking terrifying in the dark. Oh, fuck like, yeah. You can't even see what it is. Here you are just going for this fucking ride. Yeah. Now, see, I don't have many phobias, but the one way I don't want to die is drowning. <laughs> and then you're going to put me in this black fucking hole, hooked to this little fucking shit tube to breathe, like already restricted, and then drop me. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Then you're going to drop me 350 feet to the fucking ocean that you don't even know is there. <laughs> this, this dude. Would have some fucking phobias. Yeah, I'm like, sure a goldfish would scare you. But, you know, I've died like, over here. Like a fucking shrimp, dude, crawling yeah. around. What scared the shit out of me so, in the dark? So I tell you, one of the like craziest, like pucker my asshole videos I've ever watched. It's not some decapitation video. It's not some insane shit you see on the internet. It's a video of a fucking crab going over to a pipeline that's like 400 feet underwater. There's this saw cutting into it. You ever heard of the concept called Delta P? So delta P, it's it's a physics term. It's it's the change change in pressure. So delta point. delta means change. So in physics, like the crab just yes. comes right over. What? Oh, no, 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 no. So what happens is this saw is cutting this pipe, and we're talking the kerf of the saw. So maybe an eighth of an inch gap that is in this pipeline. Huh. There's nothing in the pipeline, but it's 400 feet underwater. So there's not pressure inside the pipe. There's a shitload of pressure on the outside of the pipe. This crab walks over to that crack immediately gets sucked into an eighth inch crack because there was so much pressure pushing water into it. It just totally obliterated. That scares the fuck out of me. Travis, I can see why you didn't fucking want to do anything underwater. No, the, no, the underwater part. No. <laughs> so in other words, just stay away from crack. Yeah. How about new? <laughs> you crazy Dutch yeah, bastard. If you even touch like the inside of your stinger, like underwater, instant. Yeah. Like electrocuted. Yeah. Well, done. Well, and that's not to mention like all the other dangers. Like everything you're working with down there mm -hmm. is hundreds of tons. And so like I, he had so many fights. The guy that I used to work with had home, so many stories of guys that literally they nudge something and with the amount of weight that they're handling, it would crush their hand until there's just a pulp. And because you're underwater and you're under pressure and you can't just pop to the surface, guess what? Yeah, Figure out what out. you're going to wrap it with because right. you're going to be down there for an hour and a half until you can decompress to get to the surface. Trying to, you know, so you know, dude, it's, it's, it's insane. Those divers are insane. And, and not only just that and the risk factor, you're jumping down there with fucking shit that's going to eat you. Oh, fuck yeah. No. Like, you see the video guys are like, look at the sharks. Let's film. And they dive into water. <laughs> you just came fucking shark bait. 
Yeah. Like, fuck this dude. We know Rick's <laughs> never going to go water. <laughs> I, I am a fresh water. I love Michigan mm-hmm. water. I love anything that's not going to eat me. You go out to like the ocean and these people are like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, there's shit out there that's going to eat you. Yeah, I, I can't do the water up here. You can't see the bottom. You go to the golf down there in Florida, dude, you can see the bottom. You can see if a shark's coming. That's where it's at. Yeah, but you ain't going to swim it. Oh, but I'll get. I'll run on fucking water. I'll run on oh, top yeah. of that shit. <laughs> we just turn this into like a Shark Week episode. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Turns around with his welding probe. Yeah. He's like, yeah. come at me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so he went into welding and... Uh, yeah, I so back to that. Yeah, yeah. 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 you're a mechanic of some sort. Yeah, sorry well, for, I forgot we had a guest. No, yeah, we. Uh, I, I I looked into underwater welding. It wasn't about it. So I just you know stuck with that, and then that was it for the welding. You know, once I uh, I applied to be a mechanic, and uh, uh, this company picked me up, and they they sponsored me, and they're like, oh, you can weld, blah blah. I was like, yep. So they they took me on, and I didn't I didn't know shit as a, when I first started. You know, as in on the mechanical on the mechanic side, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know much, and I, you know, everything was just self-taught when I first joined. So, you know, I just they kind of took me on. I put me through the apprenticeship. I, I learned from that, and then they put me with a, a, a journeyman, and he kind of took me under his wing, and he showed me a lot in the last four years. You know, so uh, learned great. a lot from that. Yeah, they uh, they paid for me to get certified through the state of Michigan to weld on bridges. You're still working at this company now. Yep. Yep, still there. Yep. So, did you have any previous, like, just automotive mechanic experience as far as, like, taking auto tech in high school or anything like that? I tried to do the college thing. You know, I went to, uh, what was that, the diesel program in MPI? Baker. Yep. Oh, at Baker, and I was just, it, dude, it was so much money, and I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. So, no. you didn't have any no. mechanic experience? I, you know, I Everything I did is, you know, when I broke my truck, I... I tore it apart and I figured out what broke and what the hell it was and replaced it and fixed it. Everything was just self-taught. Yeah. And the reason I'm doubling down so hard is because I want people listening to mm-hmm. understand that like, that's how bad the industry's hurting is you had no mechanical Nothing. experience. You had welding. It's so bad that they hired him. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> you made it. Yeah. Like it's, but obviously he had a work ethic and he had yeah. some skills. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. You got to be, yeah, yeah. If you've got work ethic and you've got a basic skill mm-hmm. that they can kind of utilize, yeah, they're you, willing to teach. You you gotta man you get you gotta have the drive and you gotta want to learn you can't you can't be somebody that comes in there and is cocky Expect them and, to just yeah. tell you how to do oh everything. yeah you know you you gotta understand how something works and want to learn it you know it's 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 hard out there you know there ain't a lot of people that wanna that wanna work now that yeah. wanna do anything you know it's that's all you see is signs that say no hiring and it's literally everything that place offers so. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a hell of a four years, you know, learning all this stuff, you know, getting around big machinery. It's awesome. I absolutely love it. You know, I wouldn't change anything about it, but uh learn learn quite a bit, that's for sure. Yeah, do you learn a lot from the old timers teaching uh Well oh, man, that's a you're you're saying do I learn from the old timers more than the apprenticeship or Yeah, all of it. What do you learn from an old timer? No one's feelings, but Fuck yeah. That. What do you <laughs> yeah. there we go? <laughs> COVID didn't keep him away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, what 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 have you learned from the old timer? So you coming into this industry not knowing nothing, but you got a work ethic and a motivation to drive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, like, we shit on the old timers and then they shit on the young guys that come into the trade. What is it, in your point of view, like, what has it been like and what have you learned and what did they treat you like? In the beginning, it was you know, you're just this punk ass kid coming in, you know, you're, you're you no know, thinking, you know, everything kind of a thing. And you got to off the bat, you got to 
you got to buckle down. You got to listen. You got to be like, look, I don't know. I want to learn. Were you a punk ass kid? Uh, I I don't I don't want to think I was, but fuck the older people I might have been. I don't. I wasn't cocky <laughs> by all means, yes. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't come in cocky at all, you know. And I, in this whole story, please tell us when it was the very humbling moment. Yeah, when you got your ass ripped. Oh fuck! <laughs> when they dude. handed it to you from there, your non-experience. There was a couple of times, man. I was I was putting a front cover on an excavator, and uh, you know I was I had I just I bought a digital torque wrench like a couple months prior, and I was using that, and he's like, you ever use a real torque wrench and i'm like <laughs> a fucking real torque wrench i said i got one right here and he goes no 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 no, old school torque wrench so he we went and got it and i was torquing these bolts down and he was like oh, so you listening for the click and i'm like yeah yeah i got the click well i fucking when he said that i there was one bolt and i didn't click it, it fucking broke and he chewed my fucking ass for not paying attention for not listening and he's like now we gotta take the whole fucking cover off i said what if we just just Let's just try to get the bolt out right there. You know, let's just try. You know, we'll fucking put it easy out in there. We'll get it out. You think you can fucking do it? Do it, smart ass. And I was like, oh my God. Please work. Yes. Just yeah. this one time. Yeah. So I took my time and I was fucking right on point. I got it out. And he was like, okay, good. Good job. I was like, all right, good. Yeah. This is working. All right, I'm doing good. Now, now go digital take your torque wrench. Torque wrench. Compared to uh, <laughs> old school torque wrench. What is that? You're just going, I'm not well, a, you got your I'm digital not a torque one, wrench guy. So. You know? <laughs> Your digital torque wrench, you can just set it to, you set it to, you know, foot pounds, newton meters, you know, whatever it, just it may stops be. at that. No, it doesn't stop. It vibrates and makes a noise. So that's uh, when you got, you can keep fucking turning that thing till it breaks, but, you know. Boy, he keeps turning it. He's been over there turning on yeah, that bolt for a half wrenches hour. All day. Yeah, I hear you know? subtle moans. Now, is this a Hitachi Hitachi torque wrench. That's no, right. No, this, this was a fucking strap-on because it's so fucking expensive. <laughs> now, do you still use this digital torque wrench, or do you actually use the old school? I actually got two of them for my grandpa, and they're the old clickers, and I, I use those more than I do that digital. That's Dude, awesome. there, it's hard to beat. There's like a really satisfying feel, that, that yeah. feedback of that yeah it's like oh that's so nice yeah it's yeah I, i'm gonna undo it, and I never, it again. i'll get i'll get the digital out if i gotta do something like uh you know over like 150 foot pounds or something because it's just a longer handle but other than that i fucking rock the old school stuff still it's a longer handle so you just grab and start yanking on her fucking rah, rah, bam now now <laughs> Oh, fuck. What was it? It's dirty talking to the mechanics. Yeah, it's it dirty. is. Oh, yeah. It just uh, depends on the mood. Sometimes right. I like the longer handle. Yeah. Tra Travis like, stick this up there and let me pull on her a few yeah. times to vibrate. Yeah. Uh, now, what was it like coming in, not knowing nothing, dealing with these old timers that oh, I was in the industry? Fuck, dude. I was nervous. I was, I was freaked out. You know, my first day, first day I showed up, you know, I had my fucking toolbox in my truck. I unloaded it and I, I got my tools in there and I'm fucking organizing my tools. And my boss, he comes up to me and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, uh, organize my tools. I'm just getting ready for the day. And he goes, this ain't your fucking toolbox. That's your toolbox. And he, it was a service truck. First fucking day, not knowing anything. He's like, that's your toolbox. You're going to be in that. I'm like, holy shit. So they started you in the field. With um, I was mainly in the shop, but I had the truck. No shit. So I was. So what was in your toolbox? They supplied like, all your tools. So no. they pretty much. Oh, no. Not, not one, no, no. There isn't one tool that they bought. So like not gotcha. being. All right. Yeah. Not I thought he was telling you to put your toolbox back. Like that's no, your toolbox. No, 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 no. Right. Not being in the industry and just getting in, like, what was in your toolbox? Like, duct tape, pliers, Oh, no, I had the Hitachi. The Hitachi. I start with the Hitachi. Like, did you just think you were the king when you walked in because you had this vibrator? Uh, no, I had a couple. I didn't have just one. No. <laughs> like, did you think this was... Fuck this no, was I didn't have one. I had two. I didn't have... 
fuck i you know i had your basic wrenches and sockets you know and i had some ratchets and stuff it was all craftsman yeah you know it's just your basic craftsman stuff and you know getting into i had no fucking two inch wrenches inch and three quarter you know none of this so the guy i was that was training me and working with he was just like look he goes i'm gonna show you what you need you can just kind of use what i got and then over time buy what you need so i was like all right you know that's fine cool you know so i loaded the truck up you know i got fucking two i got this big door with this big ass box I filled like a quarter of that fucking box and I was like, this is fucking crazy. I gotta go spend some money. Yeah. And then I had another toolbox right over the wheel well and I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, in a year you'll have this truck full. So you tools. still were able to carry like all the oils and do oil changes. Like you just became the bitch, the greaser. Uh fuck and it was more than that. I man, I they they stuck me right out there. Like there was I was thrown to the wolves for sure because he was, hey, this machine's down. Go out there and see what the fuck it's What's wrong with it? What's it doing? I'm like, oh, shit. It's not working. It turns yeah. out it won't start. Yeah. What do you suggest I do? Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> the operator was right. Yeah, he, he gave me a, you know, a few test runs in the yard. You know, mm-hmm. He was like, hey, there's a machine out there. It's acting up. Go see what's going on. Now, what type of machines are you generally working on? Um, big excavators. Uh, there's many excavators. We got everything from a fucking weed whacker to a crane. Right. You know, it's, we're very versatile with all the equipment, you know, rollers. I guess the only thing we really don't have is a paper. That's about it. These but, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. With that, with that Hitachi vibrator, he does. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was very, uh, it was crazy, man. Even learning like breakers and learning just the whole packs and all that stuff. It was, it was nuts just to have to consume all that stuff throughout the years, you know? And, yeah. But yeah, it was, man, I remember going on the first job and fuck i think it was just a blown o-ring or something but i was stressing the fuck out i was like man dude i'm under the gun the foremans are waiting for me or these guys are fucking standing around i was like i gotta change this fucking o-ring and then now i look at it and i'm like fucking pussy it's just a fucking o-ring <laughs> no no I, I was gonna ask is a blown o-ring code for something oh that yeah. just, just leaky leaky you know <laughs> grab another jimmy yeah you know cut her off we're, we're, we're gonna need both out. of those torque wrenches the yeah. digital grab the digital yeah it, it was it so was, was this a union or non-union outfit this was union union yep. all right yeah right. uh, this i've i haven't worked for uh this is the first company i ever worked for uh being a mechanic so so they went out on a limb taking yeah you hardcore yeah he uh i was against uh this is crazy because i asked him why he hired me and uh, he, I was like, you know, why'd you choose me over the three other guys? And he was like, you're the only one to call back and inquire about the job. Yeah. Wow. He was the only person that, you know, Put gave forward. a shit. Dude, I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now, there's so Weird. many people yeah. in this industry just don't place enough value in small acts of just being professional. Yeah. yeah. And, and those are the things that really set you apart. I was working with a guy yesterday, actually, that called me up asking for help on his resume. And, you know not to not to shortchange him like yeah we made some really good progress but it's like i told him like dude you you're sweating this way too hard because the fact that you're putting together a professional resume you're already at the top of the stack mm-hmm. dude if you walk in with a pulse right now you're hired well that's it and yeah. so so if you're going up against three other guys that are all relatively green in the industry but you've taken the time to do a professional resume and a cover letter and you're you know you're coming in wearing more than jeans and a t-shirt fuck dude you're at the top of the list and you haven't even yeah. sat down with yep. an interview yet like I think I actually think too. I knew one of the guys because he was actually in my apprenticeship with me. I come to find that out later. But two of the other guys, they were actually more qualified than I was. So it was pretty. It's pretty cool. You he know, was hiring yeah. you specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he wanted me out. Well, qualifications you know only get you so far. Turn you into what he needs instead exactly. of being somebody. You know, 
right. old dog you can't teach new tricks right, you right. know you were that well not new to mention dog coming in that he's going to teach you every trick and you're well gonna, not to mention that but i don't care i don't give a fuck how qualified you are yeah. if you're not going to call me back when i call you on the weekend because mm-hmm. i got a machine down it does no good having all those qualifications, right. but you went out of your way to demonstrate. Yeah, I called that you're you the other day. You never called me back. Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. We'll talk about this you're so fucking needy. <laughs> yeah, I called. I, I called. I think I called him twice actually. And uh, the second time he uh, he said we just got done with our last interview. You know, we'll let you know. And then I think it was like a Thursday or something. They called me and they're like, "Oh, we we need you to come in and fill paperwork out and take a drug test." So I was like. Sweet. I mean, I got the job, and they're like, "Yeah." I was like, "Fuck yeah!" If you can pass the drug, yeah. I'm gonna need some yeah. piss quick. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I was. No, I, I stay away from all that. I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely good. Well, that's good. I don't think I'd want a crackhead welding a stick on a crane. You know, I actually just did a 336 cat. I welded the uh, stick back up, uh, just like two how, weeks ago. How did they break the stick? Is the question. You know. Those fucking we, operators. It's we use it. We <laughs> use it for breaking. You know, for the demos. Oh, I think yeah. it's just natural yeah. wear and tear. It yeah. broke something broke on the inside. I actually think the boss of it broke where the pin was because it cracked right by the boss. So that thing's been making money for a while. That's oh, right. Yeah, it's paid off. Now, when did you actually start realizing <laughs> the job that you got hired into and the position that you're at that you had to start actually learning a skill set and really being efficient in what you're doing because you're looking at a lot of money on downtime standing there. So when did this click of, I need to get my ass moving and be, be one of the best out here. Um, I, you know, I definitely don't, I'm not under the gun as much as somebody is that's in a dealership. I think, you know, I feel like somebody that is a mechanic for a dealership, you're under the gun a little bit more cause you got someone paying hourly for you to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it still, it still applies, but man, I, it was probably you know, first couple months in, you get on a job and, you know, you got all these foremans talking to you and you got all, you, t- you ask the other mechanics, you know, what's it like, you know, being out there and something goes down and they need to run. And, you know, they tell you, you're, they're fucking chewing down your throat. You know, they, you got to get going. Let's go, you know, quit. No fucking around. You need to figure it out. And I'm like, God, dude. <laughs> You know, I'm fucking stressing out. I'm it's like, a final count. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I hope nothing serious goes on that I can't figure out. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, guys. You know, Were they I don't, fucking I don't with you spot. for a while? Like, go air up the tracks or tighten up the no, swivel or I, I anything some, like that? I had some common sense. You know, I knew that was some bullshit. So, but... Uh, you weren't no, changing, like, the blinker fluid? Nope, nope. They never got me with none of that. Um, they, I, I think I put a track on backwards one day. You know, I didn't fucking put two and two together when I first started I was putting a mini track on it was supposed to go one way and they were just standing there looking at me laughing I'm like what the fuck is funny asshole and he's like just looking at the track we've never seen anybody get it on backwards before yeah <laughs> well I put it on and he's like is it the same as the other track and I was like yeah they're the same fucking they're track. both rubber yeah. dumbass yeah. 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 so then, these must have been directional yeah and so I, I fucking looked at it and I was like oh the fucking tread's different it's going the wrong way god damn it all right <laughs> So I take it, but you know, take you should have told him it's quick for a left hand turn, dude. Right. Yeah, like, you turn a lot faster. Yeah, I mean, back. at the end of the day, what the fuck difference does it make on half those mini tracks, anyways? Right. It's not like we're fuck them up, anyways. Yeah, it's not gonna improve your quarter mile time, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, they. I've gotten a lot, man. They've. I've been through hell and back with a lot of the guys there, and you know, I've I've learned a lot, learned a lot of the tricks from the old guys, and just what to do and what not to do. You know, for sure, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely. What's it's, been like one of your biggest accomplishments so far, mechanically? Um, man, it's hard modifying to say. the Hitachi to get the speed to go faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want more, you know, thrill out of it. Yeah, you know, so. absolutely. Um, it's the small things. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I, I think the big, you know, the biggest accomplishments is uh, when you're on the demos and, you know, when you're on the demos, you're, you're fucking going, you know, every year, your, your time is on the clock, you know? So it, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, when something goes down and, you know, you fix it and you fix it in a quick amount of time and you get it back hammering, I think that's like, that's probably the closest accomplishment. Cause you know, when you're, you're in the yard and you're just fixing stuff, you're really not, you're doing it to the best you can. You know, you're, you don't really, you're not really timed or nothing, but not on a demo job, you know, you're under the gun to it. They got to get that job done. Oh yeah. ASAP. You know, so do you just kind of, we'll just fix this. And once the job's done, we'll do a full rebuild or do you make it depending on what it is? You know, if you, if you got a bandaid it to get the job done, then right. yeah, we'll do that. But if it's something like if I can fix it, if something breaks and I can fix it the right way and it's going to take me a half hour, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Do it the right way. Yeah. Dude, um, we about got the concrete dust off of Travis from the bridge that got hit. Yeah. The Shit. recent one in Michigan here. This was Travis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I was, yeah. On, I was on the job. Yep. My company did it. Yep. We knocked it down pretty so, damn quick. So, so what was the like? listeners? Now, did you knock it down the first time or the second time? Well, <laughs> no. well that's, so, that, so that people who are listening not from Michigan understand. So uh, Friday, we are, we are sitting at say, Saturday. I think I heard the story, either, but I had a couple beers while yeah, I was Yeah, it was either Thursday or Friday of this past week. There was a contractor bringing a CX80, CX80 which is a mid-sized machine, eight-ton excavator. It's not even that big. Yeah. Uh, was cruising up the highway, apparently like a total dumbass with the stick sitting at 90 degrees. Uh, on a tag trailer and creamed a bridge to the point that it yanked the machine totally off the trailer and it actually caused one beam to collapse but yep. damaged multiple other beams to the point that they were about to collapse. Yep. Sent the truck into the barrier wall. And how was this bridge? About, I think it was 13.7, 13.8. And I think I've drug one of these underneath a 10-foot bridge. Oh, yeah. Easy. So, easy. Somebody fucked up. Yeah, good. somebody fucked yeah. up major. So yeah, what yeah. was it like when you guys got you the call? I almost think, you know, when somebody does this, like, was it intentional? Like, were the guys just so <laughs> bored? They're like, you know what? This bridge is on the list to get in repair, but it needs to be done now. And they're like, fuck Why this. The way that you somebody are. take the bullet <laughs> and <laughs> just knock that bridge out. We'll get it fixed next week. <laughs> I don't know if it was intentionally, like... I don't know if he was just like, oh, it's, you know, it's Friday. Let's get the fuck out of yeah. here. You know, let's it was on his fucking up. bucket list, dude. Yeah, just the, the fuck it bucket. You know, uh, yeah. you know what? I will say this. At least you weren't the dumbass. So my last job that I did with Dan's was that 23 project. Okay. C.A. Hull, mm-hmm. the contractor that did the fucking bridge work, like very last week of the job, their low boy driver was taking a piece of equipment out of there. Oh, that was going smacked, on 96. Smacked one of the brand Valley. new refabbed bridges yeah. that yeah, we, they we, just we, finished up and did like $2 million worth of damage to the bridge. They literally just wrapped up completion. <laughs> we, did, we did that Pleasant Valley bridge, too. That, Dude, they that was ridiculous. <laughs> McAllister hit the that was, one on 96 a few years back with mm-hmm, their yeah. telehandler. Yep. I almost did a Dukes of Hazard over that. I was getting so sick of being like, ah, it's closed. I'm like, man, how fast do I got to get that? To motherfucking that motherfucking Totten's at it again. <laughs> yeah, it was Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, uh, we, we, we got, I got a text Friday night about eight, you know, after all of it was done, MDOT was talking about tearing it down. They want emergency tear down. And he just said, you know, just be ready. Uh, like play. you're putting a bid in that day. They were putting it Saturday morning, and it, it well, it was due by noon on Saturday. We would know by like twelve thirty. Okay, and uh, it's probably really cheap. It, yeah, everything <laughs> is in bridge construction. Yeah, he texts us twelve o'clock, and he's like, "All right, head in." So we fucking went in there, and it was it was balls of the wall, you know, till till I don't know, I think it was one one two in the morning the next, All right. next morning. Yeah, so 
Yeah. So what did it take to actually drop this bridge when you guys got out Fuck, there? Dude, what was, was your plan? One more CX-80. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? literally. If so, if, I'm surprised it didn't collapse. You know, the, the concrete was so brittle and just, it was insane. But um, they were talking about starting on the ground and just trying to drop the bridge that way. Mm-hmm. And then I believe MDOT come and said, no, we want them up top. Drop it that way. Break the beams up and let's just get it out of here. Um, so, yeah, they were, they were hammering out. They had the deck out. And while they were hitting the deck out... That one beam that he had hit and took out a little bit more than three quarters of the beam was just sitting there low, just bowed. And I was like, that thing's going to go any minute now, dude. And you got these guys that are three quarters of the machine is still on the deck. Yeah. And I'm like, this whole thing is going to go. Yeah. So you were thinking like you're going to be full blown repairing an excavator upside down. I thought I was going to be going to like EMS like right now. Like I was better start watching fucking YouTube on how to save guys. You know, (laughs) something, you know, it was like saying that, you know, is there I would almost feel like, hey, dude, this does not look safe. Like, let's stop and rethink our no, practice. These, or these guys, those are you worrying about? Yeah, you know, they, it, these newbie. guys are well trained. You yeah. know, they they know what they're doing. Right. Um, we got four more beams. Yeah, We're exactly. All right. you, you, and we got a couple backup operators. We're good. Yeah. We got Travis down here. He'll weld this bitch right up. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> literally, I I run the loader mainly. I run the loader and wrench at night on demo. Well, so. As long as your brain was in that, you know. Yeah. thinking safe you know like man this could be a problem yeah one one of the guys he's he's uh he's pretty fearless you know he, he likes to get the job done but he, he's good about it you know he knows his point and knows mm-hmm. his when i need to back the fuck up and get off the bridge it's yeah. about to come down so but were you running the loader during the demo I, I didn't run a loader this time uh there was only room for one loader i was uh i was just holding the truck down so you were on standby on the whole standby. night just for anything yep, that went anything. down yeah so on something that's that critical are you the only tech that's there? Or did they have a couple of you guys? Uh, there, there's only two of us in the company, so oh. there's only two road techs. Um, and uh, he was there too. He was on the other side, so he was, you know, he had one excavator, I had one excavator. And, gotcha. You know, I was on the side with the loader, so it was really, you know, wherever who's at and what breaks mm-hmm. down, let's go. You know, we'll we'll keep this going. But I think we had the bridge down in an hour and a half. Had Ooh. it cleaned up in three hours, and no shit, they're fucking out of there. Yeah. So I want to back up a minute uh, to kind of when we we're talking about you getting in the industry and everything mm-hmm. uh, to kind of piggyback off of Rick's question. Uh, when you ask me, like, what do you enjoy about being a dirt guy? There's kind of like one scenario that really pops into my head that I just I love about this industry. Mm-hmm. What do you love about wrenching? Like, what's the scenario that pops up in your head that you go, fuck, I really love what I do. I do just the just the just being around the big iron and, you know, understanding how this shit works. You know, this fucking motor sitting here. You know, the way it, it runs and it runs this pump and you're fucking bailing all this dirt out, you know, just being around that stuff and taking it apart, seeing all these little parts. It's mind boggling. It. Yeah, dude, yeah. It's, it's insane. You know, I just, it's it's like a fucking adrenaline rush for you. It's got to be impressive, dude. Like going out switching like a hydraulic pump or something, you know, in the shop and then going out on the field, seeing that pump go to work like, holy shit, dude, it yeah. is ripping. 30,000 pounds yeah. out right now and just water. Oh, yeah, it's, it's freaking, it's awesome. Well, and along those lines, that's always been one of my favorite parts of construction is you really like when you step back and see it for what it actually is, as opposed to like just being saturated in it and, and not really seeing it for what it is anymore. Like when you think about how massive these machines are and the loads that they're able to carry around, like fuck, when I was running that loader, I don't even remember what the capacity was I could pick up. And you're running around at 35 miles an hour. And you think about that combined with the weight of the loader itself. You're like, holy fuck, that is impressive. Yeah. yeah. And same with these hoes. Like watching a 385 <laughs> lift some of the stuff. You know them hoes. <laughs> you know, they're, they're impressive, hose. baby. 385. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just th- what they're capable of doing. It's like, <laughs> holy fuck. Yeah. And then you look at what 
man is capable of doing in a two with the hose, two, with the hose yeah. in a two month time span you add in a couple hitachi torque wrenches yeah. and, and all of a sudden i mean it's like party. holy Here shit comes baby number but three yeah, that's <laughs> right <laughs> but it is it's just yep. that's one of the things that's always stuck out to me is just it is incredible what man has created to do work and then what we're capable of doing with that yeah so yeah, it's it's awesome another question i have for you uh someone that might be looking to become a tech doesn't have any tools what would you recommend them kind of a starting kit? What should they look into? What should they kind of prep? Because you are responsible for your own tools as yeah. a technician. Yep. Um, if you're going to get into it, man, you got you got to know what you're getting into. First of all, you better do your research on it and, you know, start man, start watching videos on how stuff works and understanding it, reading, you know, do your background for sure. And if, if you can go to a trade school, do it. You know, I, I'm not against the whole colleges, but. You know, the apprenticeships are, are awesome. They're where it's at. You know, I, I can say that the operators union, they, their apprenticeship has stepped up in the last four years. You know, from when I started till now, it's, it's freaking awesome. Now what local are you out of? That's local 324. I got you. Yep, out of Howell. Yep. And uh, it's awesome. You know, they give you, they give you the option to go take more training down in Texas um, at the international union. They pay for everything. No you shit. Just, you just got to get to the airport. That's yeah. it. So now would you talk to someone getting into the trades that think about getting into a mechanic going union or non-union pros and cons um and i i guess it's kind of hard i've never worked with someone non-union so you know i know they always say being union you got someone to fucking stand behind you and you know fight for your wage or whatever they call it you know i get that but if you know if you're a good employee and you're more of a fucking asset than a liability i i think you'll be you know, your work's going to speak for itself. You know, I don't, I don't think you'll have anything to worry about. Um, I think the biggest problem is, you know, you get people that are like, no, that's not my job. Well, you know what, motherfucker, just, let's just keep it going and just help out. Give a hand, you know, who gives a fuck if it ain't your job? Yep. That attitude drives me you know, fucking insane. Yeah, I hate it. it yeah. I see it here all the time on the job. They, the guys get mad at me. You know, I know they get pissed off because I'm running a loader. Like you're a fucking mechanic, you should be fixing the shit. You know what? When something breaks down, fucking I'll break this fucking jackass. loader. <laughs> yeah, I'll park the fucking loader and I will go fix it. Yeah, and then you can jump in the loader while I'm fixing your excavator. Yeah, you know that's you just keeping the ball going. And you know, there's a lot of people that don't like that, and they they think, oh, you're you're a fucking kiss ass. Well, you know, whatever. I don't give a fuck. You can think what you want, but are you constantly getting your hand slapped? No, nope, nope. I, I, I do, I do all right. I'm not, I'm not the best at it uh, at yet, but um, I'm still learning. I'm definitely still learning shit. There's shit I learned. Shit, some of the people day, we've dude. talked to that are in the senior level of still yeah, mechanic, they're they're still learning every day. That's yeah. what's so cool about the trades. Yeah, the trades, the trades in general. In general. Like you yep. Never stop learning. Absolutely. Yeah, all our equipment. Like we we have a few new things, but uh, like a lot of our stuff is older. You know, we got a couple that's like you know, mechanical pumps and everything's mechanical still. And then we got them when they're fucking getting the pre emissions and then they got the emissions, you know, and it's dude, it's fucking crazy. So they keep you busy. <laughs> you know, oh, I, yeah. I interviewed Bobcat earlier this week about their fully electric CTL headed your oh, way. Oh, I want to yeah. see that. Oh, I don't boy. want no part of it. Keep it the fuck away from us. I don't <laughs> Come on, Travis. No hydraulic oil, no diesel, no engine oil. Well, Jess was telling me about case doing it too. Uh -uh. Nope. But if you touch the wrong thing, you know, you look electric like a iron. burnt hot dog. So, yeah, dude. You know that. YouTube that podcast. Power, dude. <laughs> that electric no iron. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't want no part of that, dude. Uh, that's, what kind of headaches do you think is going to come out of this electric equipment? Being in Michigan, dude, just the corrosion, the water, you know, people are, people are going to get fed up. 
you, you can't sit here and tell me every operator is going to remember to charge that motherfucker at the end of the day. You know, you're going to forget about it. That's a mechanic's you know, your job. Now you think, That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but you think one of those machines will actually last an eight, 10 hour day in the field. No, fuck no. I, it might like the first day you have it. Four hours. And then, the, oh yeah, that fucker's going to get worn down. You, you can't sit here and tell me that thing's going to hold eight hours and work it the way people work these machines. No. Now, what are you going to be saying is you're dragging your generator out to jumpstart this thing in the middle of the field you and charge motherfuckers up. for buying this thing, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, I'm also going to be like, you're paying me to uh, fucking charge something, and I'm going to sit here the whole fucking time, yeah, too. Yeah, and this it's a 10-hour charge time. That's, That's a full a shift, right, baby. baby. That's right. After 10, it's time and a half. Then so all of a sudden, they're gonna, the electrical, you know, electrician's... Uh, Union reps gonna come and be oh, like, you right. can't touch yeah. that. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, electrician's job. Yeah. God yeah. damn it! Gosh, yeah. darn it. I, I can see You're it now. Battle royale, dude. <laughs> I can see it now. The new wave, Travis. You got to get over here and work on this machine. He's be like, hey, boss, I got to fill the generator up an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't just walk away from this critical piece of right. shit. I hear it all the time, man. We'll, you know, we'll go out there and it, it, you know, I I've ran into some times where you know I I wasn't able to fix something the right way or something. I've had to call for help. You know, get some pointers or something. And there, I've heard guys come up and be like, "Oh, I bet you I could have done it, motherfucker." The trucker's right there. Go ahead, go grab, yeah. go grab a tool. Go yeah. let's see it. Come on. And they'll be like, "No, no." I'll be like, "All right, shut the fuck up." Yeah. Now, now, do you feel a sense of shame when you're calling another? I was gonna mechanic? say, how far does the scrotum suck up inside before you have to make that call? <sighs> Man, <laughs> you know, it, it does suck. But then it's like, you know, when you talk to somebody that's got a little bit more experience, or they know, they're like, "Oh, fuck, dude." You know, they'll be like, when they're stumped, you're like, "Yeah, yeah." Oh, nine times out of ten, that's what yeah. it is. They're like, "Man, that's a hard one to say." You know, I've, I've had to, I've been in something so far where it's like something crazy where it's inside of a transmission. It's like, I can't fix that here. I got to go pull a trans mm -hmm. and he, he doesn't want us doing that on job site. You know, we'll bring it back to the yard, yeah. but there's been a few times where there'll be like, Oh, nope. Test this wire, run this to this, try that. All right. It worked. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Cool. All right. Thanks. You know, it's, we, yeah. we've helped each other out a Trial lot. Yeah. You know? yep. Both so, learning. So along those lines of transmission. So I, one of the nerdy things that I do is I watch YouTube channels of guys doing engine builds and mm -hmm. transmission builds. And one thing that's always stuck out to me is like engine guys, they're in like a fucking clean room. They're wearing gloves. Like everything's meticulously laid out and every part, they have these special tools for placing it. Mm -hmm. The transmission guys will do it in like their kid's sandbox. And they're like, oh yeah, that's a gear. And yep. they'll throw it in the sand. Oh, yeah. Like who gives a fuck? Yeah. I was like, how the, like to me, a transmission has way more moving parts it's way more like precise than an engine itself because mm -hmm. you got all those gears those fuckers don't give two fucks about anything they're yanking they're beating on it with hammers and these are professional transmission guys yeah I'm that's like, the guy you don't want doing anything you have done. i'm just like what the fuck watching these but and yet this is like one of the performance transmission yeah. shops i'm like yeah. what the fuck <laughs> it's one thing if he's just tearing it all apart you know if you're in a dirty environment and you're just you're replacing the whole guts of it i get that but, yeah you know you just like you're saying, there's people that do pay attention to that yeah. shit. And, you know, that is going to affect your business, you know. <laughs> just watching him go Somebody through this knows thing. That. It's not a like, good practice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've talked, to, I've talked to mechanics before, and I'm, you know, they'll be like, yeah, I'm about to rebuild, you know, 3406 CAD or something. And I'm like, oh, no shit. Yeah, where at? And he goes, oh, I'm doing it right on the job site. I'm like, you're doing <laughs> what? And he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking tear it all down. Do it right. You're fucking crazy. Yeah. He's like, well, I got a tarp up. And I'm like, I don't care what you got. Up. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah a little dust in, yeah. little dust in there in the ring. It's fine. Hurt it. Yeah. We got an oil filter. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what the oil filter is supposed to do. I'm like, oh my God. Now but, you, now what stands out with you is you're pretty skilled with a welder. I, I, I like, you know, I can weld a little bit. So yeah. you said you going back. Mm-hmm. Had a certification to weld on bridges in Michigan. 
Yep, that's the uh, it's an M.D.1.1 uh, structural certification. Um, so someone just can't walk up and just start welding. You totally bridge. just made that up on the spot. I'm calling you on it. No, look it up. <laughs> it's AWS D1, D1.1. Yeah, it might be D1.11. I think it's D1.11. It's something about yeah. the D. It's a, it's a structure. <laughs> it's on the back of that Hitachi. That's yep. right. It's on the torque wrench. Um, but no, yes. yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, if you could, if you can fucking weld, you might, you know, you, if you understand what you're doing, you might be able to pass it. It's uh it's overhead and it's uh vertical up, you know, so you got to understand what technique you got to use, the fundamentals of it and everything, you know, and they don't just visually watch your welds. Like you have they to run one you. pass. Yeah. You run one pass, you call that fucking inspector over. He's shining it, putting his thing on there, doing all of his stuff. He's like, okay. Now run me, run me a fill real quick, you know. So you're like, fuck, all right, do that. Call, call him over again. He's like, all right, fill it up. And then once you get to the point where you're about to cap it, you got to call him over and you got to make sure you're at that level with the metal. And then he says, okay, you're good to cap. So you got a couple, you know, steps you got to do mm-hmm. and get the pass from him before you can even finish. You know, that's just one of them. You still got a whole nother thing to do. And, uh, which is good. Yeah, you gotta. You <laughs> I mean, gotta it is a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> you got a timely manner to do it too. You know, he he gives you. I want to say he's there for eight hours. I think at work. You know, and if you're on it and you're you know what you're doing, you're doing good. You can usually knock it out in like five. You know, so and yeah, once they do take it, they take it from there. They X-ray it and then they bend test it. So you have to pass. You know. All that, yeah. Then you get your certification. You're told. You're so you're good. working on machines, and then you're also welding bridges. When? Well, usually there's there was only two of us that passed in the whole company this year. So, you know, well, I, isn't there only two techs? No, two. No, the labor. So welding is not part of their union mechanic. Oh. Okay. So bridge work is the carpenters union. So That's, do you get paid carpentry scale when you're welding? I don't fight with all that. I just I just take my take scale. straight just lay some beads, baby. Just fucking yeah, I just do it. You know, yeah. I, I had I did we did one on the lodge. We may have some phone calls coming. Yeah, <laughs> we had some pissed right. off people coming in. Fuck, bring God it. damn it! You're yeah. supposed to be getting hey. scale. Yeah, we wanted scab. we wanted the union to call us anyway, so yeah, here's your chance. Yeah, they love me. Um, but yeah. I did. Uh, I did some work on the lodge. We did some uh, support beams in the supports in the beam, and we, we had to weld all that. Um, but I th- there's supposed to be a bridge up in Bay City that I'm supposed to be going on doing a tie-in with is the it, other welder. Is it the bridge in Bay City? <laughs> no, this one is. Uh, this one. It's some just, bridge. Just, I can't just, remember yeah, the name of it. I think it's Parish Road. Parish Road Bridge. It's we got half of it. Half of it's gone right now. The beams are out of it. Um. They had to get fixed. Over 75? Yeah. 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 So, uh, southbound oh. lane. All right, yeah. So, so your welds matter then? Oh, yeah. That's, you know, like I said before, you I all welds you know, matter. Your work is your signature to me. That's that was the, a nice play there, that's Todd. A, that's a big thing. <laughs> we'll get you a yard sign there, bud. Yeah. That's right. All welds matter. All welds matter. <laughs> so uh, one of my questions is, welding to me, I think, would be fun for like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and then it would be boring as fuck. Do you enjoy welding? Depends what I what type of welding and what i am welding so, so what is enjoyable about it to you i do a lot of i do some side work too you know i'll do some side welding um i was welding for for this guy in uh Swartz creek uh, i was doing all of his race cars or well yeah drag cars race cars whatever you know all tube chassis and it was strictly tig welding that right there i enjoy doing uh, i like stick welding a lot you know if i get to do some like some big shit you know if i'm doing excavators and whatever else i, I like doing that but if i'm megan and oh, fuck that gets so boring and a fucking monkey could do it, you know. Make so, what is it about TIG welding? 
Oh, dude, that's precise. That is, you get the color, you get the nice dude, beads. So oh man, you yeah. see all those. Yeah, Titan would be eating some fucking acid, TIG welding. No, I'd be. Did you say watch eating somebody? Yeah, if you can eat acid, or acid, that's pretty fucking. That's skill right there. I'll give you props. Skill labor right there, baby. That was alarming. TIG welds. It's more of a it's more of a precise and it's you know it's for looks it's it, it does have a structural background to it you know it's it's it is tough you know because you're you're you have a torch and you have the rod in your other hand so you're fucking melting the metal and feeding it mm-hmm. filler rod at the same time laying at the nice speed so it's it's definitely cool you know and when you're doing these these cages man and you get done and you're like fuck yeah you know and then you see this guy come in there with a fucking hundred fifty thousand dollar motor he's dropping in this cage you just built you're like. Fuck yeah! Hope it holds it together. Sweet, <laughs> yeah. You know? I'd like to see that work when it flips over. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. I, I've had a. I did a couple razors a couple months back, and I had a, a buddy of mine who was in Tennessee, and he fucking sent that thing, and cage still looks like the day I left the shop. <laughs> oh no so, shit! Nice, you know? nice. So it's, it's pretty cool. You know? I feel good on those bridge welds. Then, yeah. so yeah, you say good. with the TIG, you got the torch in one hand, the stick in the other. Yeah, it's a it's a just a filler rod. Okay. Yep, and it's usually about like you know three foot long filler rod you know so is your technique kind of similar to brazing in that sense or is it totally crucial it's it's similar it's similar process kind of you know you're you're having to add the filler rod to the puddle when it's there but you have to be able to keep going like depending on what your table yeah you have to move your hands you know you're you're it's it's so So how do you make it rainbows you you know like yeah how do you actually know when you're digging that you're doing you're doing it correctly like what's it look like when you first start, you know, you you're you got to make sure you got a clean surface. Obviously, your metal's got to be clean. And then you first start, you'll get that puddle from the torch. And that's when you know you can you just dip the rod in. You slowly dip the rod in and you see that that puddle or the bead form and then you just keep going. And then you just keep going and it just constantly forms a a bead, bead after bead after bead from that rod. You'll know when you it's it's so hard to fucking explain. It's Showing it, you know, showing the technique. Seeing it, feeling it, and doing it. It's a lot easier to... So how long would it take someone who knows nothing about welding to get proficient? Not expert level, but proficient at it. You stay on it. You might be able to do it in a couple months, you know. I've stick welded to stick right to the piece of metal. That's exactly exactly what I do. Break it off or go get another weld. Oh, fuck. That that rod got real red, didn't it? Oh, yeah, and I held on to her. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, it's it took me a while, you know, I, I... Fuck it. It took me a long time. You know, there's, you know, when you aluminum to stainless steel is totally different. Mm-hmm. And even welding mild steel and stainless and aluminum, they're all, you just have different applications. You got different layouts. You know, aluminum is quick as fuck. That shit's going to burn now, you know, and you got to be on top of it with the filler rod, feeding it in, going. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fun. It's, it's definitely cool. So with stick welding, you're, you're messing with the actual amperage and the feed rate, correct? Uh, just your amperage. Okay. You just got amperage on stick, your feed rate and your amperage is on MIG welding. Okay. And then when it comes to TIG welding, you don't have an amperage because you're using an actual torch. Well, your torch is either foot. You have a foot pedal that, that controls your amperage or you have a, you can just set one amperage and use a trigger but there's also a scratch start that's the same as the trigger. So you're usually just working off one amperage on a trigger or scratch start. Your best bets to use is a pedal because you can slow that amperage down, take some heat off, and then crank it back up if you get too hot. And, you know, it's, it's very, uh, you know, able Sensitive. To, huh? It's yeah. pretty fucking involved is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I'm telling you, welding, you know, from just being in the out, you know, 
overseeing this kind of stuff, like how hard it is to find somebody that is certified when you need a certified person for a certain task, man, that money. It's Dude, I've met guys that have never <laughs> like even, welding. yeah, I've met guys that haven't even ever taken a certification test, dude, and they can fucking weld amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're so good at it, you know, and you get, you know, you get these jobs or you get something, you needs a certified welder and it's like, you know, if you just hold a fucking weld test. But Jake you know, is, you know, hey, yeah. how about that guy over there? He has a, you know, let's use his certificate. I've met people we'll that, put him on it. <laughs> yeah, that have got the paper and haven't welded in fucking year and they do it and they came and strike yeah. a fucking arc, you know, and it's, yeah. Now, where it's do you crazy. where do you see yourself in the future going? Like, where do you want to see? Honestly, yeah, I want to. I own my own fucking business one day. Doing own own wrenching, truck. yeah. Probably be in my own truck. Maybe own a shop. I probably I probably just don't want to own a shop and run a truck full time wrenching. Yeah, you know, on what semis, strollers, no heavy equipment, strollers. Huge market for it. Nice. No one knows Not how to work on a stroller. Yeah. Is it? There's a lot of agriculture, so you yeah. could almost get in with a lot Travis of farmers better start and building stuff, that right? Stroller. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I the agriculture, I could. Um, I I talk with a few farmers here and there, you know. Um, just if you know if I need me to work on shit, I can do it. Yeah, I'll do it for them. But I mainly just weld a lot, you know, because a lot of their stuff's still under warranty and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, what do you <laughs> what do you envision if you own in a shop? What are you going to have? What are you going to need to survive? Mm. Probably a lot of clients for sure. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I need you know, work. I want to, I want to be, I want to, I want like my, my level of expertise at it to be a little higher. You know, I want to, I want to be able to cover everything, I guess, you mm -hmm. know, and not like special, I want to specialize in something, but I want to be able to, you know, if, you need a one stop engine, shop engine kinda. overhaul. Yeah, I want to be able to do it. If I got to pull a trans, rebuild a trans, I want to be able to do it. You know, I want to, I want to be able to cover all the grounds of it. You know, that's that's like my my side by shop. I got you know, I can do just about anything on there. You know, um, the only thing I can't really do is flash an ECM. That's the only thing mm -hmm. stopping now, me. Now side by side shop. Yeah, I got a repair repair side by side place. What's the name? Precision Off Road and Fab. Okay, mm -hmm. and what do you do? I uh, just fix side by side, you know, upgrade parts, uh, trick them out if customers want them, you know, really anything. Uh, what build cages, uh, weld up cages, you know, fix literally anything. Now, so, have you had a side by side come in that you just looked at and was just like, what the fuck did they do? Oh, I've had a couple. <laughs> I fuck, I had like the guy survived. Yeah, right. So are they dead? <laughs> I had three of them. One of them, guy drove all the way from Gladwin down to me. And I think I was like, he said three hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he drove all the way down. He was like, you're the only one everyone fucking said to come to. No one will fix this. And dude, his kids hit a tree and literally ripped the fucking arms off. The, they they <laughs> well, ripped, You're like, dude, the thing's garbage. <laughs> oh, they ripped the mounts off. Like I had to fab up the whole thing. The only thing they did not do was fucking dent the frame, which I have no idea how they didn't, but they didn't. They ripped everything <laughs> off. Plastics, anything that was in the front, it was gone. He was like, can you do it? He goes, I have all the parts they ripped off. I'm like, well, that, that, that'll that work. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to replace a lot. But yeah, I can fix it. I think I had it like a month or two, and I fucking had thing running great, brand new, and fuck still calls me till this day all the time. My kids are out ripping. They love it. That's awesome. awesome. And then I had another guy call me, and he's like, hey, I just bought this Razor, and it's fucking smoking like crazy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you better go get your money back. And he's like, no, can you fix it? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, so I was like, uh, I'm at my shop right now. You're more welcome to drop it off, blah, blah, blah. 
dude, he showed up and he started this fucking thing, dude. And it was like, like fucking cloud of just filled my whole shop up and it was outside still. <laughs> and this and thing I was, was brand new. It wasn't brand new, but oh. it was it was relatively new. It yeah. only had, no it had oil less, in the motor. Right? Oh, the fucking the turbo went out, and the fucking turbo just filled up with oil, and it was oil everywhere. <laughs> Every fucking spot oil could go to, it was in there. So that was a hell of a job. And Shut it down. Yeah, he was like, "It runs great," and I was like, "Where? When? How?" You know, and it's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "He's like, can you fix it?" I was like, "Yeah, just get it in here. Just shut the fucking thing off." You know, I can't see. But yeah, that's it, amazing. It was cool, you know. I've I've had some fun builds where you know guys come in and they're like, "Hey, you know, let's make this thing go fast." All right, all right. Well, we can. let's make this street legal, but sleeper style. Oh <laughs> no, fuck! We had one of them come in and he was like, "Well, what can we do? I want the front wheels to stand up." It's like you got money. He's like, "Yep." I said, "Okay, I'll send you some <laughs> options." Did a couple of tricks, new ECM and some clutch work. And wow. Get the front end to stand up. So it's it's fun. Yeah, it's, a, it's more of a, it turned into a hobby real quick and then it turns into a full-time job yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah, it's getting crazy, but it's fun. That's cool. It's it's good to be known as the guy. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's good sometimes. And then you're like, I just want to chill out today. <laughs> right. I just want to take a nap. Now, how's uh, the wife enjoy this? She fucking hates it. Yeah. She does not like it. She's like, you, you work a lot and she can say she's, oh, I don't mind it. Bullshit. You know, the second they say that. <clears throat> yeah. She usually means, uh, you get that, that one day and she's texting you at work and you just need to spend more time with me. And I'm like, fuck, here we go. I feel that's almost anybody in the trades though. Yeah is unfortunately we are in such a demanding trade that takes us away from our significant other mm -hmm. and our livelihood with everybody that that is probably one of the biggest things I always look at and talk about is we're all learning the relationship and whether you got a girlfriend or wife or a future mm -hmm. one to come down the road of it is so fucking demanding that mm -hmm. and then you put on this skill set that you start getting somewhere and you're so far involved yeah so then you come so valuable and then they pay you so well that it's just like hard to walk hard to away no. and it's your, it's your livelihood, right? Yep. It's your bread and butter. So then all they're doing is fighting for the attention to be with them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I constantly do it with my wife. She's always fighting for attention and she's a hundred percent right. Cause I'm always wearing 12 different hats. So it's the, it's the field that it's almost like a way of life. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that way of life is on the road, pounding pavement, working. Yeah. So you, you know. got a first kid on the way. I got nope, nope. I right. used to be my second. I got right. a five year old daughter, and she's a she's a little she can be a little tomboy. I think sometimes, and she take after you. No, I'm definitely her mom. Definitely her mom. Make sure you edit that out, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own on that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she's cool. uh, she's a little bit of both of us, but no, she takes after her mom. Uh, second one's a boy. Right. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll be into the same stuff I am. Very Keep cool. Away from the video games and stuff. So. Now, yep. get if anybody's thinking about getting into this industry, and they're on the fence about getting in and jumping in, what would your advice be to them? And what would it be like? Just if you don't, if you if you can't work and you don't like working long hours, just. Go Turn fucking, away. Find go get a fucking else. job at McDonald's, yeah. dude. Because yeah. seriously, you gotta be, you gotta want to work. You know, you gotta want to put the foot forward. You wanna, you gotta show that initiative that you want to learn everything. And you know, it was cool bringing being just a welder. You know, knowing how to weld, but you know, being able to weld and 
fucking wrench on something, that's like that's awesome. I think to me, you know, yeah. you're versatile on everything. Goddamn so. unicorn over here. I <laughs> almost I almost feel like the, a freaking mechanic needs to be able to show up and be able to weld. Yeah, well, you should be able to do run the equipment, weld, and wrench on it. You know, and just about anything. You know, you're you're supposed to be that. You're supposed to fix that. You know, you got to keep that all going. You know, so. It, yeah, if you're going to get into this, definitely know what you're getting into. Do your research. Do the background on everything and know what you're going to make. Know what your life is going to be like if you do this. What could happen? You know, you don't get in, don't come into this being just over the money situation, mm-hmm. you know, knowing like you're going to fucking. Well, we've talked about it before when we've had a field tech in where when it's one thing when you're in the shop, mm-hmm. you're out of the elements, you got a nice lift or whatever yeah. to help you out, but. When you're in the field, nothing ever breaks down where it's nice and dry and you got some grass that you can lay. No, it's always in the fucking bottom of the mud bog where you got to spend 45 minutes shoveling the tracks out before you can even get under the, under the fucker. Like, yeah. it's rough. Yeah. I, your job, I have never wanted. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll be totally honest. <laughs> there's days I'm, I'll, you know, like when I run equipment on the demos and stuff, I'll just run a loader. I'll be like, dude, why the fuck did I even choose to be a fucking mechanic? Yeah. I could just. Just sitting air conditioning. Yeah. It's yeah, never just absolutely. broke down clean. Yeah. Fuck no. In the it's always of, right in the, the middle of it. Yeah, all yeah. the shit. Oh, yep. these these operators, you know, no offense to them, but they show up with fucking Gucci jeans or whatever the hell they wear and, you know, these nice fucking shirts and stuff. And I'm like... Never owned a pair of Gucci jeans fuck, in my life. You know? For the record, Rick Rick's pointing at me like I own Gucci jeans. <laughs> Some fancy ass clothes, and I was like, "Well, now snake boot. I don't like getting. I was about to say I don't like getting my snake boots muddy. Now that's what pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, I get that, man. I've seen them show up and they get in the crane. And they just sit there all day in nice clothes, and I'm like, yeah. You Travis, grease? get out here and grease this shit. That's what well, I was just about to say. It's like, I just want to go, you grease this thing? No, I got my nice, I'll give a fuck what I you got. I got an oiler for that. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. We don't now, got no oiler. Now, what, the oiler. what is it like? <laughs> Obviously, you get out there and it always seems to be the most ongoing battle between mechanic and operator. Of what is the actual, in your opinion, what is the operator actually job description is supposed to do with this machine take care of that machine until it's break and right. what does that include from a mechanic's point of view do you want to f- in every morning check the oil check the coolant check the hydraulic oil and grease that fucking machine wait you said you're a union company yes how about new <laughs> exactly yes not my job yes. here we go yes that's i get this all the time man i'll show up and they'll be like you know something ain't working right well fuck check the oil well i did the other Oh, I hate that you did the other day. Well, motherfucker, it's fucking two days ago. You know, check the oil. It's low on hydraulic 1700 oil. 1,700 hours. So what do, you, what do you think your job description description is out on the job site? You know, if if I'm coming out to do a service, you know, I'm, I, I grease the machine every time. I, I get that, you know. Um, I You call me out there to fix what's broke, to get the <laughs> job going again, or get the equipment going again. That's I was about to say, I wouldn't duty. have you grease my machine. You're out there to fix the problem. Greasing's my job. Oh, no. Oh, dude. I get... I, can you, can you grease my machine? I don't have no grease. I, I got you fucking grease, boy. Get yeah, your grease gun, you know? exactly. So it it's uh, it's it's a constant. It's a fight all the time, you know, them greasing stuff and, and checking the stuff the proper way. And, you know, when I show up, I show up on a job just for one call that I got early in the morning. Hey, this ain't running right. Come on here and see what's going on. I go out there and I fix, fix that. I got fucking five other people running up to me going, hey, this is low. Hey, this is broke. This is broke. This ain't doing this. And that quit yesterday. I'm like, how did this one call turn into fucking 10? You know, yeah. what the fuck? Like, they were just waiting for you. You're saying, oh, yeah. 
Oh, like our other mechanic was telling me the one day he was out there for one of the boom trucks wouldn't run. Was running like shit. They couldn't get up the hill. It was dying out. Well, it was oil pressure. You know, it worked off the fuel pump. You know, the Huey pump hit the injectors and it was all off oil. They had no fucking oil in the truck. Like, what if they oh, it locked needs it that? up? Yeah. yeah so just, you're telling me an engine needs oil. oil. God just damn. a little. You mean, blows my you, mind. You mean, you got to check the oil before you start this fucking. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was, they filled it at the factory and you didn't have to touch oh, it again. No, yeah. I fucking wish it was like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they, they had no oil in it. They they were just so just so oblivious to it. Now, obviously, like Colton was certified wrench there. Um, he's a bad motherfucker. He is. Col- that, that, was a a, that was a slick name drop there, Rick. The way you worked that. Um, he hit on a couple things about what a mechanic needs, right? What he what he shows up to for a job. So when you go apply for a job, getting into the industry, what are some of the things that you expect to get being a mechanic expected from the company oh man dude that's hard to say i've heard both sides of so with your like, skill set today if you were going to go apply somewhere else what would you be expecting to get from the a company chinese meal. yeah <laughs> well you know obviously you know you know i listened to his podcast and what he was saying you know you you want everything they tell you that you're going to get, you know, the pay, the truck, you know, phone or whatnot and whatever else. But, you know, you hear some of these dealerships, like they cover, you know, some tools. Like I have tools that are all the way up to one inch drive, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've talked to people that work for a dealership and they're like, well, we only got to have up to three quarter or half inch. They, they cover three quarter and one inch drive. And I'm like, well, fuck, I got to have all that shit. You know, I have all the testing kits, you know, I have everything I got to have. Yep. And, you know, some companies I'm sure are like, all right, you know, we'll give you a, a tool allowance, you know, if, if a company is willing to do that, I think it's great. But it, when, it, when somebody tells you something, you better make sure they're going to have it. Yeah. Or it's just like, you know, what happened with Colton, you know, they weren't st- sticking to their word, fucking scoot, you know, yep. that's a, that's a big thing. I think word or what you say, you giving me your word on what you're going to do is huge. Yeah. You know, respect and fucking all that is, is a well, employers thing. don't understand that's a two-way street oh yeah. they're they're the first ones to say well you told me you could do this and you had these skills right. you lied then all of a sudden you're like well you told oh, me yeah exactly right, well right. guess what motherfucker <laughs> you, t- you, you told me, me i world. was gonna have a truck i could drive home yeah. and guess what that ain't happening right yep. and and i get that you know and you know i see i see both points of it you know you get you got to be able to back up what you said but they you know like you said they got to be able to back that up and man dude there's so many ways around all of it you know and to vice versa to fight back and forth mm-hmm. it's now do they provide you a uniform um i i have to pay uh weekly for it but that's about it you know and what about a company truck got a company truck got a company gas card i got a company phone ipad to do my time and to uh document, you know, document all my yep all the equipment i work on um but dude my companies i you know i hate to do my own harm they're fucking great for me you know they're awesome you know any if I really needed something that I couldn't afford and I come to him with a reliable reason why mm-hmm. I need it and it was going to benefit us, he'd, he'd buy it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no questions about it. You know, if I can, you know, prove we, Hey, this is going to benefit us fucking now till fucking 10 years down the road. Okay. Let's get it. You know? And he, he bought me a TIG welder first year I was there. No shit. Never. He's never bought anything like that before. And fuck, he dropped three grand on it. Bought me a nice, nice helmet. 
that Tigwaller still looks like the day it fucking got there. Now yes. the helmet was just because you're special. <laughs> no, I, did it come I, with the mouthpiece? No, I worked that in the deal. I worked that in the deal with the sales guy. I said, "Listen, I, I want this nice Cat Miller fucking hood right mm-hmm. here. So yeah. if we buy this Tig welder and I'll make sure we buy it, you give me that helmet." Well, he did. Nice. So I got the helmet, so it was nice. pretty cool. But yeah, it looks like the day we bought it. You know, I got thrown in a you know in an older Kenworth T three hundred. I like the truck. You know, it it's it's getting worn out, and uh, he uh, he bought me a new one actually a twenty twenty two five fifty. Uh, about a month and a half ago. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, so I fly out Monday to South Dakota to drive it home. Excellent. So, you know, Hell yeah. Excellent. So it must be doing something right. I, I like to think so. You know, like I said, I, you know, I'm not the best at it, but I'll, I'll be the best one day. I like to tell myself that, you know. I'm never at least you got stop. a goal to strive for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to, I learn everything I can. You know, I, you know, any, even if the kid was younger than me and he was teaching me, so I'm going to sit there and fucking listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't care. You know, if you knowledge can, is knowledge. Yeah, if, if you can help me benefit, I don't give a fuck how old you are. So Absolutely. you said there's two road technicians. Just me and another guy. Yep. And one guy in the shop. And who do you think is number one and number two? Ooh. I'm definitely Ooh. number two. I'll tell oh, you right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Going yeah, with he, the humble He's brain. good. No, he's good. He's nice. The other, the other road guy. He is, you know he's going to fucking listen. I was going to say. Absolutely. I'm sure he would. He's, yeah. he's fucking my guy. You motherfucker. I'm, I'm going on that podcast. Does he, does he <laughs> listen to our podcast? No, but I'm going to send it to him. Yeah. <laughs> now who's now, now that you now that you know he's going to listen, who's the best? Come on now. Oh, just, it's him, just it's say him, it. It's him all day. Trust oh. me. Oh, for sure. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> he he uh he did some MacGyver shit one night. We were his, uh, his wife's got his balls in the can. That's right, right now. absolutely. He knows it. Yeah, he fucking right. knows it. Yeah, you know you, you got you said, three weeks until his airs, dude. Well, and I was about to say you, you got six weeks Send until that tour. kid's coming, so you know he's using oh, that man. Hitachi torque yeah. wrench daily. Shit. <laughs> That's amazing. Just keep that yeah. just a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did some MacGyver shit one night, man. It was uh it was right when I started. We were setting beams on a bridge down in Detroit. And uh, the fucking, the uh, the pilot pump went out. It sheared the uh, output shaft and fucking, we had nothing, dude. He MacGyvered something with a bolt and a nut and welded that shit to the gear. And it fucking worked, man. It was able to build build pressure and everything. Wow. And fucking, they set the beams and it was pretty cool. You know, he's he's a smart dude, man. I learned so a lot from him. you're constantly learning. Oh, every day. Every day. Yeah. If I can call him and, you know, bug his brain about something or call the other, the other guy and I do it, you know, just to, just to ask him, you know, hey, I... Even if it ain't broke, if I already fix it, I just, you know, why, why did it do that? Why yeah. do you think it happened? Why did it you know? happen? Yeah, like, so you can look forward, yeah, you know, you know, see it before like, it happens. Right. You know, what, what's going on? Why do you think it does it? I always ask all kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. But So one question I've got for you is when you're actually in the field working on a piece of equipment, you need parts. Is that something you're ordering from the field or is that something you call back to HQ and talk to someone and they actually do the parts ordering? So the, the way it works with us, you know, I was telling Rick earlier about this, like we, me and the other mechanic, we really, we have it good. You know, I, from other people's point of working for companies, you know, they have to call back. Like we're our, pretty much our own boss out there. We order parts, we go get the parts if we need to, or, wow. you know, someone, if someone's going that way, they can grab the parts for us, but we do all the ordering. You know, I set my, pretty much my own hours. Fuck, he calls me if I need to come to the yard and work on stuff, and that's about it. And if, if I need anything. Other than that, I'm out there. I leave my house. I go to whatever job I need to go to that I think needs to be worked on. I keep, you know, I do all the services, so I have to keep track of all the equipment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm constantly doing that and then working on stuff. And, you know, the other mechanic, he runs pump truck and r- runs latex on top of wrench. And so we're both constantly, you know, there's always something going on. So it's a, it's a, your own boss, you make your own hours, you know. That sounds kind of rare too. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, that does not it's, sound like the norm. But you got no. someone there with a checkbook making a decision, uh, right? No, we, you know, we, uh, we both got, we both got a couple credit cards. We got gas cards, and keep that fucking job going. That's you know, that's their big thing. That's their goal. And how we many employees it. you guys got there? Um, I think since all this COVID shit hit, I think we're down. We're probably a hair under. We probably got eighty to a hundred people. Gotcha. Oh, big size yeah. company. And then uh, the next question, kind of piggybacking off what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your hours typically like? How many days a week? And then do you guys as techs take a layoff at all? Um, we I don't ever get a layoff. You know, if they'll do a two week kind of Christmas layoff deal, but nine times out of 10, it turns into like a couple of days and then, Hey, we, we need you back here. We got to get some stuff going. So you don't yeah. get like a rain day or nothing. No rain days is catch up day. Yeah. That's, that's go service equipment fucking. Do what, you, do what you've been wanting to work on, you know, get that part, new part back on there kind of a day. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, no, there's no such thing as rain. So day. you don't wait for like the rain to quit working or raining so you could Depending go do some on work? If, if it's like crazy fucking pouring or something, I'll set my truck for, you know, until it slows down or something, I'll get out. But other than that, no, I got got raincoat, you know, I just, mm. just fucking do it. My rattlesnake boots don't mm. do well in rain. <laughs> yeah. I, that's as a, as a bitch operator. Rick and pawn in. Yeah. Like, yep. I'm sorry. I've already tried to pull that a couple times with Rick. At least yeah, he's telling the truth. Hey, it's right? it's yeah. snowing outside, Rick. Yeah, no, I contracted you to push snow. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. but it's actively we're, snowing. We're clearing land. It's snowing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be in the cab, Ryan. Don't yeah. worry. You, yeah, that's yeah, it. but I have to walk from my car to the cab. Mm-hmm. That's what he doesn't understand. Right. Rick won't carry me. I asked. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make a little, little chariot from his focus to the piece of equipment yeah. so we can carry the red car yeah, out or yeah. something. Yeah, get like Brian, a little. Brian fucking rolls like, out of his car with the damn rainbow flag and gay pride. Like, that's right. Come here, Rick. Carry me. Yeah, I, got, I got five little corgis and my little chariot, and I whip the Just, corgis and they carry me. In them. <laughs> Brian's, my got, Brian's got my torque wrench too with That's them. right. Both of them, yeah, baby. See? Oh, <laughs> shit, boys. You're Tell like, your grandpa thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you're going you're to have to get him the smaller one, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'll share. But yeah, back to your uh, back to your hours with, uh, you know, your, the hours part of it. Man, dude, hours fucking vary. It's me. We usually work like a minimum of 10 a day. And then it just, just depends on who calls and what breaks down and yeah, type yeah. of the year. You know, we're on 50, 60 hours right now minimum and it's slow right now yeah and then summer times you know we go from 60 to 80 and when we do deck pours and fuck i'm usually working 24 hours straight and is that an on-call situation or is that you're just expected to be there the whole time for the deck pour for well for any of those situations um you're usually on call every saturday because we work six days a week so um you're on call pretty much every day yeah you know unless something they're not working or something then you're just kind of working your 10 hours but the deck the deck pours you're, you're always on site you're gotcha. there for the yeah. whole thing you they can't stop yeah we we set them up we we fly them out there we put them together we set them up we work with them dot you know we do the dry runs um the only thing the really anything the foreman's just got to know their numbers and what the deck's got to be mm-hmm. for and the thing you know we we calibrate everything and then uh operator will run it and we just sit there and make sure it stays running you know you said a little bit ago about the bid sheets when they do come in, like you guys get awarded a job and you understand being around the old timers now, what machines are going out per job. Mm-hmm. And that actually helps you guys go, Hey, we need to get X, X, Y, and Z up and running yeah. or get them dialed in and fixed. So you guys are proactive. Yeah. You don't just wait for it to break. No, but when, when I first started, it was, it was a lot of the you know, chasing your fucking tail, you know, it's last minute. Hey, we need fucking three loaders and two excavators ready to go. And we need breakers for both these. Um, we're all sitting there broke. 
Yeah. And, you know, and we got a fucking couple of days and we got to have all this shit ready for the guy to truck it out. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? You know, why, why are we doing this? So <laughs> you suck up yeah. So do the three of you guys kind of just come together like we got to make this work for us so we're not chasing our tail all the time? Yeah, we, you know, we've it's it's been an ongoing process mm-hmm. and we've we've worked Trial at there. it. Yeah, and and so we finally get to the point where like, all right, we'll, you know, this job came in and then we'll talk with our boss a little bit and be like, "All right, what do you what are you going to need?" And you'll be like, "Well, we're going to probably take this this and this and out. Let's all right, well, let's get this shit let's up here. Let's the list, yep, all right. Yep, let's get it in here and let's let's get this shit done and fucking ready to go out." And we, we've actually gotten good. We caught up this year, surprisingly. Like, he come up to us and he's Until like... just now. Yeah. He, three, <laughs> three jobs started and he's like, I need fucking five minis. I need breakers on them. I need hole packs and I need all the loaders ready. They're all good to go. We already serviced them, went through them this year. They're good. Cool. Just go start them up and fucking take them. Yeah. So, you know, it was pretty nice to be able to, you know, be on track and be ahead of the game with it, but... Dude, it's a matter of time till everything fucking yeah. falls apart and it's fucking balls of the wall again. It's going to be yeah. uh, April when everybody just ramps right the fuck up. Yeah. Or yeah. March. In March. I was going to yeah. say mid to end March is when we typically ramp up at Dan's. Yeah. Yep. Once, as soon as that way, the fucking way shit goes off, you know, yeah. scales. Yeah. The frost laws are starting to hit. Are they? Yep, yeah. They're starting to get With that hey, right boy. wave that just came through. That was not good. Yep. And it's supposed to be bouncing all over for the next couple of weeks. It doesn't even matter. Like our fucking roads, frost laws are not, it don't even matter anymore. We shouldn't even stop. Our roads are so fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Stupid. I was dodging a three yeah. foot crater on 96 today. So like <laughs> that was, it. that was pretty That's bad. What's the frost law going to do? It's already gone. Yeah. yeah. Fucking my tire was almost there. Like it don't matter. <laughs> it wasn't actually the CX 80 that brought the bridge down. It was just frost. The road was even. The road was even. Well, uh, Travis, thank you. Hey, this yeah, is a pleasure. This is cool. But, uh, this has been know, before we end this, we got to know if you could go back in time and change everything, what would your dream job be? The ultimate question. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, man. I, I, I think I would probably, uh, I would go right into wrenching instead of welding. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I like it that much. You so know. you're living the dream. Not a yeah. race car driver, not a no, fisherman, no, not a painter. No, fuck no. I hate. I, you know, I, you're gonna ask Jess about that. Wait, and now are we somebody. talking Bob Ross or are we That's talking, what I was talking about, yeah, like no. Bob Ross painter? I want to paint this picture, boys. Yeah, I would. I would still wrench. Right would, on, man. Know. Well, Travis, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's been a good time. Yep, thanks, guys. Guys, well, thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, uh, do us a favor. If you're on an Apple product, give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. That helps us out. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Sweat and Grime. Peace. Peace.